0: the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Hello, and welcome to another edition of NIH's All About Grants podcast. I'm your host, David Kossip, with the NIH's Office of Extramural Research, and today we're going to be talking about an important topic, uh, something that probably many of y'all have experienced out there if you've ever applied for an NIH grant, and that's how to use the reviewer critiques and your program input when you actually get them on your application, um, kind of what you should be thinking about and what, you, you know, is your next steps and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm glad to say we have with us two guests. We have Dr. Tracy Rankin. She is a program director within the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. And we have also have Dr. Brian Hoshaw, who is a um, review chief within the National Eye Institute. And I welcome you both to the show. Great. Hey, thanks, David.
1: Hey. Yep. Great to be here.
0: Great. Glad y'all are both here. All right, Brian, I'll start with you. Um, you know, what should someone expect to see when on a reviewer critique? Great, sure. So so when you get the critique on the front page, you'll see
2: information about the grant. Uh, you know, the first place you look, right in the middle, you'll see the impact score, and then a percentile for some applications. And then at the top left, you'll have the program contact, and that's your program officer, um, and their name and phone number, how you can, how you can get a hold of them. And then the second page, if it was discussed, you'll see a resume and summary of discussion. And this is the the scientific review officer taking notes during discussion. We'll try and summarize the main score driving issues. Um, into one paragraph. And this is really a good resource because they kind of highlight what drove the reviewer scores during the discussion. And then beyond that, you'll have the full critiques from the assigned reviewers. So all of the assigned reviewers, whether it's discussed or not discussed, they submit um, individual criterion scores uh, for the five criteria. And then they have um, their full written critique with strengths and weaknesses. And then at the very end, it'll have the roster of the review meeting.
0: Cool, thank you for that, Brian. So, so you're on the review side, and Tracy's on the program side. What exactly, I guess, in you know brief terms, is the difference between the role of the scientific review officer or the program officer in this process, and maybe as even as it relates to who one might contact if they had questions. Sure, if so I can br- address the SRO side.
2: Um, so. Before the meeting, when you're meeting, when you get assigned a study section, you'll see the name of the of the scientific review officer. That's your point of contact before the meeting um, as far as logistics, the date, when to expect your scores and critiques, um, information on how you submit supplemental material, if that's applicable for your application. So they're your point of contact up until the meeting. Then I'll hand it over to Tracy.
1: Sure, Once basically scores are released and scores generally tend to be released after a review meeting within 48 hours. Um, You'll get a score and that's when you should be considering to reach out to the program officer. Program, we are in the institutes, so we are taking that information produced in the summary statement that is forthcoming, of course, six weeks or so after the meeting and using that to formulate a funding strategy. So we are your point of contact once you have that score, and certainly once you have that summary statement, as as, uh, Brian mentioned, program officers are are right there on the front page, upper left, email, phone number. Um, Please reach out to us to discuss the next steps after review, you know, what is this information going to be used for in terms of making a funding strategy and talk about various timelines to funding, if your score is really great, or, strategies, next steps for a resubmission if the score is not as competitive as you
0: would have liked. Let's actually jump on that just a bit more, uh, Tracy. So, like, uh, you mentioned a lot of good things right there. So what would be, like, the first thing someone should do when they get that critique? Well,
1: certainly read it. I mean, the score should be of no surprise to you because you've seen that six weeks prior um, when the scores have been released. and depending on where you're sitting, most institutes have a funding policy that they publish. So you you might be in a position where you know what the pay line is for a particular institute. And if your score is within pay line, you, know, you can read the critique and be very happy and excited and about the potential for funding. On the converse, if the score isn't that great, you should still read it, but perhaps take a few deep breaths Maybe depending on the intensity of your reaction and the score, take some, take some days before you decide to reach out to a program officer. That way, everybody's in a good emotional space to have a constructive conversation about the science you proposed in your application and the critiques you're receiving. Um, we're all human. If, you know, the score comes back and you're not particularly happy with it, totally understandable. But then let's have a great conversation about how to make that application stronger.
0: I, I always appreciate it when people uh, are reminded that program officers and scientific review officers are human too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's also, you know, I love hearing you know take a breath. Um, I think that's that's critically important, you know, when you're when you're doing this. And this kind of leads me into like what I want to ask next is, you know, is do you do you provide the same sort of advice? You know, if this was someone who's well established in a research career or, or would, you know, different than maybe, say, someone who's earlier in their career just kind of starting off or maybe only has one grant, rather, um, you know, do you provide the same sort of advice?
1: Well, every program officer has sort of a different approach to these conversations. From my standpoint, I like to have these conversations investigator-driven established investigators, they've been to this rodeo before. They've seen many summary statements over their career. They may just want to be getting straight to the point about funding, right? Is this salvageable? Is this project something you guys are still interested in, et cetera? Whereas an early stage investigator will have a lot more questions about process and timelines and, um, you know, how to really work through a summary statement so that they can get the most out of it for their resubmission. Um, that said, I always, my, my approach is always to have the, the principal investigator start the conversation and I ask them, what did you take away from the summary statement and how can I help you with, with some additional context or really helping, you know, from me, my standpoint, focus on those, as Brian said, score driving issues if it was discussed. That are present in that resume, and um, ensuring that they touch on those in the resubmission.
0: It's all about that resubmission. um, if someone is thinking about it we We do have a, a podcast that we recorded on resubmission, so I definitely encourage folks to listen to that. this This next question kind of, Aligns with that and kind of along the same line that what Tracy was also mentioning is just like, you know, how would you how could someone kind of address this feedback? You know, some of it may be positive, some of it may be negative, um, or be viewed that way, anyways. You know, how would you recommend someone kind of addressing this feedback when you know if they're thinking about doing the resubmission?
1: Sure, I'm happy to to start off, and and Brian can certainly uh, jump in with. Um some reviewer reactions to various strategies <laughs> for resubmission. Uh, certainly, please keep the mindset that the reviewers are actually trying to help you. Um, they are not there to attack you and to bring you down. They are really trying to help you improve the science proposed in the application. It's always good to not annoy them, certainly with uh, an introduction to a resubmitted application. and um, be very respectful even if you don't particularly agree with some of those critiques you're reading in the summary statement Um, start off positive thanking them for their time because it's a lot of time to review all of these applications and they're not being compensated really to for that time that they're spending with your proposal Um, and then very much focus on the resume If it's discussed, the resume will outline what those strengths and weaknesses are. Even for high scoring applications that you've just missed a pay line, there might not be very many points to address, but you should make sure you address them. I have rarely read a summary statement where there is no, there are no critiques, even Mm. if it's highly scoring application. So there's always wiggle room for, and always room for improvement. But again, you know, be respectful. You don't want to put the reviewers in a negative mindset right from the get-go because that's the first thing they're going to review, and that revised application um, when it comes back in again.
2: Yeah, and I, I so I've in all of the when you have a resubmission, you have a one-page introduction to address the comments in the last review. And the ones I've seen that are very good and that are very effective, um, as Tracy said, you know, address trying to address the score driving issues and especially things that you can change. Um, you have one page to address, you know, there would be a lot of comments in the resume and all the critiques and some are major, some are minor. You're not going to get to all of them. So I would say score driving ones and the ones you can change. Um, so if someone says, one reviewer says, for example, you know, the application didn't have enough expertise in this area and you were able to recruit someone in that area, then saying, we noted the comment, we are able to recruit So and so, you know, the biosketch is listed in the amended application. Um, So address what you can. I don't know how helpful it is to sort of, if it's a difference of opinion on something, to try and counter it unless you have like data or proof to show um, to back up your argument. Um, Because if it's an issue of a difference of opinion, I'm not sure if it's worthwhile addressing using your time um, effectively there. And some of the ones that are really good will take the first sentence or two to say, oh, you think the review, they noted it was high significance, you know, squeezing in a couple of strengths that they've noted from the last critique because the the reviewers for the amended application will have access to the last summary statement, but I'm not going to read the whole thing, so kind of pointing out some of the highlights can also be helpful. Um, and then finally, one thing that will annoy the reviewers if you try and cram as many words and text in that one <laughs> page as you can, so it's just sort of, you know, pushing the envelope of font size and margins. Like, you know, with the page they're reading a lot to so just be respectful of their time as well. Don't overstuff those
0: applications. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. <Exactly>. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. And someone
1: pointed out in a re- as I was just going to say, someone pointed out in a review meeting way a long time ago when I started, don't give the reviewers a headache, right? You don't want your review of your proposal starting out with, this application gave me a headache because there's so much font, because there's so much text. Um, give them a break. Give them an eye break.
2: Well, right. And remember, the reviewers have to follow the same rules for their application. So they know when PIs are breaking those rules or pushing it, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't help the review, that's for sure.
0: Well, Brian and Tracy, this has been great. A lot of great advice. Uh, before we go, I always like to give folks an opportunity to say any final thoughts. You know, you might want to. If, if there's any point you want to reiterate before folks go, or bring up something new, I I, I I turn the floor to y'all.
2: So I'll just I'll just say um, I think Tracy mentioned earlier, but you know, don't take the comments in there personally. Um, it's their it's review. A lot of it's opinion um you might disagree with it or something you can address or if you can take those comments and improve your application but it's not reviewers are also scientists they're not just there enjoy giving out you know pointing out weaknesses or that sort of thing a lot of it's you know take it as feedback and the best you can use that to improve your grant
1: absolutely and um even if your application is not discussed we've mentioned the resume a lot of times a a lot during the last few minutes if you don't have a resume it is still really worthwhile to contact a program officer talk about your proposal and talk about uh, potential resubmission strategies and ways you can approach the critiques that you've received Um, even though it doesn't have a resume and we didn't hear a discussion during the review meeting We have read a lot of summary statements during the course of our time here at NIH's program officials and listened to a lot of review meetings. We can help you um, do a qualitative coding exercise on that summary statement, if you will, to to really point out the high-level issues that you need to think
0: about in your resubmission. Well, Tracy and Brian, I appreciate your time. This has been wonderful in, in sharing your, your thoughts on how, um, how our applicant community could use reviewer critiques and, and program input as they you know consider moving forward on a, on a potential grant application. If anyone wants any more information, I welcome you to visit the NIH's grants website. There's a wealth of information on the application process and uh, for, for folks to learn more about. This has been David Kossip with NIH's All About Grants. Thank you.